on Karina and Kirsten get to work, we're just playing around. We're having fun. Talking about play. We're talking about play. Welcome to Karina and Kirsten Get to Work. I'm Kirsten Barron. And I'm Karina Hoyer. And we are so delighted that you are here today to talk about women and work and ease, meaning, and joy, and play. So much play. So much play, so much fun. You have no idea what you're in for. Oh my goodness. It's going to be great. It's going to be really great. Before we launch in, though, (laughs) I need to issue a correction. Which correction we ra- corner? We rarely do no. corrections. We're kind of like whatever. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Look, we make mistakes, people. <laughs> so I was having dinner with my daughter Hayden, and she said, "Mama, I listened to your podcast. I never said you weren't a feminist." So she and her brother and I got into this great conversation about feminism, and of mm. course, we ended up by coming to the conclusion that well, isn't everybody a feminist? Yes, and. Her feedback to me was that not that I wasn't a feminist so much as that I sometimes go with the patriarchy. Oh. Yeah. I sometimes kind of like just like go with the flow. So corrections corner, Hayden does not believe that you are not a true feminist. Correct. In in other words, she does believe that you're a feminist. Yes. With qualification. Like, but that's well. I think it was a really good. It's that gender. It's that. It's that. Not gender. It's that. You know, generational. Generational issue we talk about, especially in the last episode, about mm-hmm. how each generation chooses to deal with the shit show. Yep. that is gender bias. That's right. And your particular way of dealing yes. with it involved yes. some level of just getting trying along. to get along. Just getting along. Not railing against the patriarchy yes. at every turn. Yes. What's Hayden's generation, or what's her personal experience with feminism? Um, I feel like I mean, she's that's a deep question. It's I so know. deep, but I just feel like she's much more willing to step out. She's much more willing to push back. She's much more willing to engage in the prickly. Mm-hmm. Right. No, and I can completely relate to that. In fact, I remember um, this was a fr- our friend Lisa years oh, ago. I know yeah. I've talked to you about this before, but our friend Lisa years ago, um, years ago, like 10, 15 years ago, she w- there was a panel of speakers that was being called upon to represent some issue locally. And she was so upset that there weren't any women on the panel. And she was very vocal about the fact that there weren't any women on the panel. And I remember thinking, sheesh. I mean, it's really wow. that, not bad. It's not that big of a deal. And wow, you're really putting yourself out there for something you care deeply about. And 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 that to me was because I was the same way as you. I was like, I didn't even see it, let alone yes. have the have the the wherewithal wherewithal to oppose it. And now I would be like, what the heck is going exactly. on here? I'd be linking yeah. arms with Lisa. In fact, I think I have several yes. times saying, "You're right." I'm boycotting that event because there's no women right. on the panel. And so it isn't. It is interesting the degrees to which we're willing to engage mm. and our, where our awareness is changes because of our gen- who we are as individuals and, you know, frankly, what we grew up with. Yep. She grew up with you. Of course she's light years ahead. She is light years ahead. And she went to a women's college and all the things, right? right. Yeah. 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 Thanks for bringing that up. Sorry, sorry, Hayden. Sorry, Hayden. Correction. We don't want to misrepresent you. Correction. Correction made. corner. Okay, speaking of other amazing women, you happen to uh, hang out with a good friend. Well, I'm not going to say good friend because that seems weird, but I really like her. Oh, my gosh. She's so great. (laughs) I understand why you would say that because you want her to be your friend because she's so great. Why did I stop at good friend? That's weird. Well, you know, she just whatever. I want her to be my good friend. There we go. There we go. (laughs) So listeners, as you know, we're talking about play today. 
And Krina brought this up. You know, she's been bringing this play issue up for a while. And I've been like, okay, fine, play. I don't really think I'm a play person. And so in preparation for this show, I added to my daily habits play. So I made it a point to deliberately engage in play Mm -hmm. or try to every day, kind of preparing (laughs) for this podcast on play. Which I have to giggle only because Kirsten loves... Data. I mean, who in their who puts on their habit tracker play? play. You know who does? Play. My friend Kirsten. I was like, play. Gotta I gotta do, do it. it. I gotta, gotta measure it. it. Gotta I, gotta, me- I gotta get into it. <laughs> so one of the things I did to engage in play was I went on a night kayak mm-hmm. on the bay. Which one? Yeah, sorry. When you said you were gonna do that, it did seem. I mean, it's not counter to what something I would think, but it. Oh, no, I'm not always out in the bay in a kayak. No. Yeah, yeah. No. I might be on the lake in a kayak, but not the bay. I'm not a saltwater person. Okay. Out on the bay at night, in in the dark, dark night, looking for the bioluminescence. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. And this is the point. Jess was <laughs> there with her team from work. Our listener, Jess. So, such a fun person. So interesting. I was like, yay, Jess, I'm so glad. She's like, I know you. And first she said to me, Kirsten, what do you do? And I was like, oh, God, she's going to ask me if I'm a lawyer. I got to tell her I'm a lawyer. And then it was about the podcast. I was like, yay, Jess, thank you. Yeah, that's awesome. So shout out to Jess. Shout out to Jess. And she was doing a team building exercise with her workplace. And I was engaging in play, which, by the way, there's nothing like a paddle and water and bioluminescence and pitch blackness. Yeah. I am telling you, I felt like a three-year-old. That's so great. I want to create that experience. I want people to, I want to explore this episode because it's so important that we channel our inner three-year-old or inner 12-year-old or whatever mm-hmm. every single day mm-hmm. and find ways to do that at work. And I, that's why I'm super excited. To, but I have to do one more shout out before okay. we do. And that is just before we our, get to the meat. Before we get to the meat of it. And that is just for to our uh, new social media company. Oh, very exciting. Yeah. HM8. No, no, no. MHM. Oh my gosh. MHM. MHM Solutions. They're doing social media for us. Yay for us. Yay for us. So we social actually media, might wow. have a, uh, an effective social media presence <laughs> for once. I've been hacking it together for a long time and then I just basically dropped off the map when my you business You did such went. a nice job. It's, it was you fine. really did. But all of our followers are just like, um, hello. Ding. It's like anybody there? Anybody home? So we're coming, echo, we're echo. coming back. We're going to come back with some actual meaningful content and I mean, as opposed to the stuff I was putting out earlier. I like what you did. And um, I'm really excited about it. I'm excited to see what they have. So follow us on Facebook or Insta. and You're going to see all the things. You're going to see all the things. There is a little problem, though. What? They want us oh, to yeah. <laughs> video. They want us to video what we're doing right now. Oh, my God. Can you imagine? Oh, no, I cannot. Because it, it's a shit show. It is. Physical not, this shit is, show This here. is not our best selves. We do not. Physically. We, we chose a podcast for a reason. For a reason. Like, I showed up today and I said to Karina, I know my hair is oily mm-hmm. because I have an oil thing on my hair. <laughs> like, I have super oily hair intentionally. I'm look, she's doing a treatment. I'm doing a treatment. And I thought about washing it out before I came over. And I was like, I don't have to wash it out. I just have to sit there for whatever. So, no, we're not going to be videoing these. Not anytime no. soon. Mm-mm. And it's not because. Because we're not lovely in every way. It just wouldn't be fun for me. It's, I just don't need anybody. It just wouldn't be fun. <laughs> 
it wouldn't be playful. It wouldn't be playful. Which for us. honestly, I think one of the things I love about doing the show with you is it is, is that it is playful. Mm-hmm. Look, do you hear how excited I am? I'm so excited. I, <laughs> I can't I have can't even swallow. I'm just like so excited. And I'm sitting here with my oily hair, very happy. I know. And your coffee. And my coffee. What does your mug say? My mug says, "We." Rise by lifting others. And it's from my friend Lynn. She made it for me. And it is beautiful. And she gave it to me because she said it makes me think of you. Isn't that Which I think is so true. We rise. We all, I mean, aren't we all out there? We are so off topic, whatever. Who cares? We are all (laughs) like, since when has there been anything different than this? Um, I continue again and again like every time I think I'm doing something nice for somebody else yeah it just comes back to me in spades it's Mm -hmm. the weirdest thing Mm -hmm. you know like I meet somebody and think oh I'll meet with that woman and see if I can be supportive and end up like this super rich experience and I'm you know Mm -hmm. it's amazing so yeah thank you Lynn we rise by lifting others yeah that's right Good job. Well, I love it. I love you sitting over there with your greasy hair. Just don't get it on my don't get it on my chair. I'm intentionally not holding my, my neck chair. in a very uncomfortable way so that I don't touch anything <laughs> with my greasy hair. That's awesome. Okay, KB, what is play? Tell me. What is play? We looked by the way, you had like 16 different definitions. So I'm gonna say we, we tried to narrow it down to a couple here. But let's let's get clear with our for our listener. What do you think? Okay. Play for me. Like when I look at the things that we have been reading and thinking about, there's something that's non-mandatory about it. Like it's not required. Mm -hmm. It's choice. Mm -hmm. Right. And there's something that triggers our pleasure, you know, receptors, cycle, blah, blah, reactions. Yeah. And um, so that's what it is for me. It's non-mandatory happiness. Yeah. Right. It also involves a state of mind. Now, I think this is where you start talking about kind of what, by the way, there are a lot of people who research play. Yeah. And so good on them. Yeah. Yeah. It is interesting. So there's a one definition by Vliet and Feeney, which I just love. They say uh, play is an activity or behavior that's carried out with the goal of amusement and fun. Which is interesting as we further do, we further explore this today. I'm not entirely sure it always is carried out with the goal of amusement and fun. It may be an experience of amusement and fun along the way. Along the way. Yeah. 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 Uh, B, it involves an enthusiastic and in-the-moment attitude or approach, which is really interesting i think and is highly interactive among play play partners or with the activity itself so it's something you're really engrossed in either with each other other people or by yourself but this whole involves an an enthusiastic and in the moment attitude mm-hmm. or approach mm-hmm. really is is the mindset that's the difference and you when you began tracking your playful yes. activities you you called me right yes and said i don't <laughs> think i'm I don't think I'm playful. I don't think I have enough play. I, I, I don't think I, and I'm, I was embarrassed and I felt like. Yeah. Cause the habit yeah. tracker is like, um, hello. <laughs> but you were just not thinking about yes. the activities you were doing as playful. And this is where I, this is why I'm saying, um, I don't think it's necessarily playful activities are carried out with the goal of amusement and fun. I don't think it has to do with that at all. It has to do with your attitude when you're doing it. 
and what comes up along the way and being present yes. to it. I think that was my problem is I don't know that I was really present to it. So things like, and we will further discuss these in, believe me, great detail. No, is that things like even things that somebody else might think of as a chore mm-hmm. is categorized by those that study play as play if it triggers certain parts of your brain. Yeah. And so writing, um, cooking, doing chores, um, intense exercise, how you define and what you consider play and what your brain registers as play is unique to you and triggers these unique parts of your brain, right? So when you were doing your habit tracker, all of a sudden you go from Oh, this thing is play. Mm-hmm. You're doing much more playful, much more play. I have a than- lot more play than I thought, particularly play at work. Yes. Like I did not realize how much play I was experiencing in the workplace. Okay, I cannot wait to talk more about that. But let's talk about let's talk about let's dig a little bit deeper into the whole brain piece of Your it. Your brain on play? Yeah. Yeah. So Be- good. So so good. Yeah. Um and you were reading you got a book. This is okay again. Classic. I do not think reading <laughs> nonfiction and you know tracking my habits is playful. Kirsten loves that. I shit. find it's she so much pleasure. Loves it. It's so ridiculous. I say let's do a thing. Let's do a, a episode on play. She immediately buys a book and reads it. <laughs> and I'm sitting over here drinking my coffee, going, "Huh? That was like a week ago." So what did that book have to say about? Brain and brain research and play. Okay, so first of all, big shout out to Dr. Stuart Brown. Play, how it shapes the brain, opens the imagination, and invigorates the soul. Mm, that's such a great title. Oh, so good. Thank so, you. Um, this, my, the, the short summary, like my takeaway is that mammalian mammal brains are really wired for play. Yeah. And why? This is like, the, this is like, what do you call that? This is the the um make a food reference make a food food. reference uh is this the main dish this is the main dish this is it the mammalian brain is wired for play because play allows us to experience situations and make connections that further advance our survival yeah okay yeah let me give you an example okay so there's this doctor dr bob fagan and his wife joanna that are some of the foremost researchers on mammalian play. And one of the things they've done is they've set up all of these cameras and these monitoring systems in Alaska to monitor this, like, I don't know, set of 50, 60 bears that come to this one creek. And what they have observed is that the more mammals, the more these bears play, the more likely they are to survive. Yeah. Why is that? Why? Because as they're gambling around and wrestling with each other and jumping into the creek and running back and dorking around, they actually are kind of practicing the skills that they need in movement and understanding when another creature is a threat and they have to respond differently. So, there is a point to play. Mm-hmm. And it harkens me back to, I love that word, harken. <laughs> I just love that word. Harkens me back. 
it takes me back to when my kids were in Montessori school. Uh-huh. And I remember the whole philosophy around Maria Montessori is she said that every human needs meaningful work in their life. And for children, their meaningful work is play because they're learning how to interact with their environment. Yeah, yeah. Right? So there's this really deep purpose. Yeah. And fundamentally, like, our survival relies on it. Yeah. Our ability to play. And it's interesting because, like you said, the, our survival relies upon it because we're building – we're practicing the very mm-hmm. skills that we need mm-hmm. for survival. And, and we're so, creating combinations, novel combinations, and figuring out what works and what doesn't work. Right. So the so the bear who's just getting after it mm-hmm. all the time, let's say the workaholic or the antisocial bear, mm-hmm. is, is less prone to survival than the playful mm-hmm. one. Less prone to survival and success. And that yes. is, that's counter to, it's I think counter, that's counter you, to the American absolutely. work ethic. Like if you're dorking around and not getting to business... You're not going to be successful. Exactly. And in fact, it's just the opposite. Exactly. And but and we, what we've also uh, found from other from reading other studies is play also makes your brain brain bigger. It yes. Builds the rats. More, yes. It builds more neural neural connect neural good neural right? connections neural connections and more gray matter, more white matter, etc. And so not only are you getting skills, you're getting a bigger brain. Yes, that, that can then do more. And this is a study from Dr. Marion Diamond from the 60s when there were hardly any women in research, particularly in neurological research. In fact, she says in some of her work, like she is talking about play, but she doesn't use that word because she wanted people to take her seriously, Mm -hmm. which to me is like another freaking example of where like, you know, where bias gets in the way of the best that we have to offer. Yeah. Right. So it's just now in retrospect, when we're looking at this work that we actually use the word play. Well, the point was she was the one who said, if you create an enriched environment for a rat, their brains are bigger they're more complex there's more connections blah 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 so she created this wonderful environment for rats and looked at their brain sizes and then she took the whole group of rats like a whole bunch of fun rats all together (laughs) and then she took you know gave one rat a maze and they you know followed the maze to the cheese followed the maze to the cheese followed the maze to the cheese learn learn learn, did the work did the work did the work had nowhere near the effect on the growth of the brain because it wasn't playful isn't this fascinating yes you can learn 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 but it's the play piece that really, bam, explodes it. Yeah, learn, 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 and do, do, do. And I think, again, you're picturing yourself in the workday. Mm-hmm. One more, a couple more things about um, your brain on play. Can you just mention the C-squirt? Oh, my gosh, this is so funny. <laughs> I horrified me- Krina about this when I was telling her about this in the book. So the sea squirt is a creature that, you know, has a very primitive, like, limbic system, quote-unquote, brain. Yeah. And it's one of, like, probably 10 million years ago, one of the ancestors to how we are today, right? And so this little sea squirt, like, you know, travels around with its little limbic brain, and eventually part of its life cycle is it latches onto something and, like, stays there, like, you know, like, I don't know, an oyster or scallop, whatever. And once it lands... In its little, like, last resting home, like, place, mm-hmm. it eats its brain. <laughs> I know. 
point. It eats its brain because it doesn't need it anymore. It's done playing around. (laughs) It's done playing. It's done engaging. It's done, you know, trying to find and explore and do and locate and it eats its brain. And so over and over again, when I was looking at this stuff on play, it's like when you stop playing, you start dying. You eat eat your brain. You eat your brain. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's so creepy. Super creepy. It's super creepy. Okay. But speaking of research and the brain, moving on to play and research about play at work, there have been a lot of studies, again, people research the hell out of this stuff. It's so great, really. About the importance of play at work and what it does for you. And thanks to those people. Yeah, thanks to those people. So they have found that play at work is linked to less fatigue, less boredom, Mm -hmm. less stress, and less burnout in individual workers. Of course, it doesn't suck when when you are in a playful workplace. Studies also show that... Uh, play is positively associated with job satisfaction, sense of competence, mm. and creativity. Mm-hmm. Again, it opens up these neural pathways in your brain where you can think of the new idea, where you can feel good about the work that you're doing. Um, it also improves emotional, attitudinal, and cognitive being, which is basically what I just said, restated, because I like to do that. I lo- and well, you just summed it up in the three two as well as well. <laughs> yeah, it can also have great. You're a ben- really good summer upper. I'm a summer you really riser. Are. You were a summer upper. I'm a summer. I'm mm-hmm. like, somebody called me the crystallizer one time, and I will never forget that. Do you want to? But it also has great benefits on teams, right? Yes, you know, if in teams when workers are have are, are experiencing play, they have higher levels of trust, more bonding, more social interactions, a sense of solidarity, and a decreased sense of hierarchy, uh-huh. which I loved. Right, mm-hmm. exactly. You can feel it. You can think about it. Although, it has to be fun. Oh my gosh, doesn't it though? But how as we- opposed to socially awkward and embarrassing and, and painful. forced, yeah. Yeah. yeah, which is a big, that is a trick. That's why you hire facilitator people, because forced fun is not helpful to your teams. But when you do it right, and when you are playful together, it does have tremendous benefits. It also is interesting because play at work can benefit entire organizations. So it's, it's, it's a benefit to individuals. It's a benefit to teams. Mm-hmm. And it's a benefit to the entire system creating friendlier work environments, um, higher employee commitment to work. Remember that Gallup study, yes. the engagement study? which Yeah, when no one's engaged at work, yeah. Which, one. frankly, I want to focus on again in a couple of episodes. I've been reading a lot more about that as an aside. Um, more flexibility organization, or m- sorry, more flexible organization-wide decision-making. So you get to tap into the brilliance and knowledge of everyone around you when you have a much more playful workplace and um, obviously organizational creativity. So again, it benefits the whole. And it just feels good. Saying It just feels good. It does feel good. If, and this is a big if, if the kind of play you're engaged in fits with the play personalities of the people oh isn't this the trick isn't that the trick isn't this the trick is we all see play so very very differently right as adults 
it isn't obvious what play is sometimes. Like this was one of my explorations during this, you know, month long period I've been looking at play. Your data, your data collection collection. period. And I realized like, you know, I love water exercise and swimming and da, 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 da. I thought really that I engaged in those activities because it was exercise I really enjoyed, Mm -hmm. which I love walking and I love lifting weights and I love whatever. What I realized is for, there is a playful aspect when I am in the water that has nothing to do with exercise. Yes. And so I was like, wow, I didn't see that play was so, that's why I love it so much because it feels so playful to me. Right. Right. And so looking for the play state in our adult lives, that was my you know, my month long process, where is play? I don't have any. Oh, yes, yes, you do. It just doesn't look like kickball. Right. Right. It just doesn't look. It is when and you said play state. It's when you get engrossed Mm -hmm. in something and time kind of seems to stop. You might say you're having fun. You might say you're relaxing. You might say you're in the zone. That's adult play state mm-hmm. and like you said it's not kickball which frankly if it was for kickball, some people it is but not for, for some people it is but if it was kickball i would hate it i hated kickball i hate organized sports and that's the well, other thing i like organized I know, sports but i just I've, didn't uh, like kickball but my whole life all all along i thought that i've i've looked at certain things as the singular definition of play, of play. and what i've realized along this research path is exactly what you did like wait no I, it, it's not just softball it's and kickball. Not. It's and something happens volleyball. in your midbrain. Yes. And just like you talked about before, like hunger and fear and caring, something happens and the neurons in our midbrain light up and they have this cascade through the rest of our brain for this play state. So play lights up the brain. That's right. Like creativity. So I kind of wonder sometimes whether creativity is just a form of play. Yeah. Like should we have talked about creativity as a form of play? Well, it is. In fact, when we get into this nine play personalities, which have been defined by, I don't know, people smarter than us, creativity is one mm-hmm. of the t- of the states of play or the, uh, the play c- types of play. Play, person- play personalities. There we go. Sometimes play I get a little bit lost. Sometimes I black out and I, and when, while we're talking and I'm like, wait, was that just me? What did I say? Play it back, Kirsten. You've got it, Karina. I'm right there. I'm right there. So, and I think these nine play personalities are worth digging into because I think with a listener in mind, I think you listener are going to hear yourself in some of these and go, oh, I get what they're talking about. It's not just that thing over there. It's not just the improv session, you know, during the retreat that's play. No. And I think that was the greatest thing about this period of, you know, you, I think, were much more in touch with your play personality and your play self and all of that. I think you were way more in touch with it, way more excited to talk about this than I was. And I've interest, interestingly, like one of the things on my habit list is I really want to make sure that every day I have a meaningful interaction with another human. Mm-hmm. And I have all kinds of meaningful interactions because that's what I've been focusing on. Yeah. And so recognizing where I'm placing my focus and saying, well, what does my play life look like? It has my my attitude, my awareness, my engagement in you know, it's like mindful eating. Yeah. Right. I mean, do you eat without being mindful of what you're eating? The same thing. Are you actually Kirsten playing and not being mindful? I think the answer was yes. I think it was yes. And, and now I'm like, oh my gosh, so fun. Yeah. It, I'm, and I don't know why 
I don't know why you think I was tapped into it more. I, and we don't have to get into that. But I will tell you, the whole reason I wanted to talk about it is because I, Im- I embed myself in different workplaces. Yes. And I know you, you do, do too, but I feel like it's... In a different way. You tend to go deeper. I have more. Yeah. I have more with more shallow and you have fewer with deeper relationships. Yeah. And so I get deeper and deeper and deeper into workplaces mm-hmm. and I and I and I see some sometimes deeper than the people who are in them. Yeah. yeah. Isn't that funny? Yeah. Uh, and sometimes deeper than they want me to, frankly. Uh yes. <laughs> yes. Like, wait, 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 don't look under there. Don't wait, look over there. Don't talk about that. And uh I'm like, wait, what's going on over here that's not going on over here? You know what I mean? Like I just or I even you can even feel it. Okay, so anyway. That's why I wanted to talk about this is because I just think it's one of those fundamental things that is so simple once you start to identify, recognize, and make be, be mindful of it just like you have. So pl- play personalities. Again, I think these are important to go through so that you, the listener, can hear the things that you find playful that may be surprising to you or may be obvious. Also recognize we're not one. We're like, all- I have to say that none of these play personalities – resonate over the others with me one of them doesn't resonate but like i feel like my play personality is like eight of the nine yeah and these are from dr Stuart brown yes so do you want to do the first when you actually wanted to make a point about these that you can be engaged i love it when you make my point for me wait because i can't remember my point okay (laughs) (laughs) you wanted to say you can essentially embody these personalities by doing the in while you're engaged in the act of working, yes. But you can also That's right. I did embody say that. these. Thank you. <laughs> in addition, like separate from work, yes. So let's use the Joker, which is the first one as an example. So the Joker play personality is that your play always revolves around fun and nonsense. They say you enjoy practical jokes or always have a joke to tell. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, mm-hmm. Uh, workplace appropriate. And you're comfortable being silly and you delight in making people laugh. So if you were going to do that while you're doing your work, you're the person who makes, cracks a joke during the presentation. I actually had this this button on my desk for a long time. <laughs> I tried to find it the other day and I can't, I, when I moved out of my office, I need to find it again. It's this button and you push in it because that was easy. And so when people would come into my office and we talk about stuff and they would leave, I'd be like, bam. And it would be like, that was easy. Right. And so I felt like that was kind of a joker. Yeah, absolutely. I would say the person who, um, I actually encouraged one of my clients to do this recently. The person who embeds their PowerPoint presentation with baby kittens and puppies. puppies. Mm -hmm. It's like, you have a joke, you know, we're lighting, lightening the mood. Mm -hmm. So that's embodying that personality while you're doing your job. But it's also the person who, um, organizes the silly activity outside of work. Right. Yes. The Joker could say, let's all go to an improv class together just for the sake of doing something silly together. Mm -hmm. Um, I also so is that that is that the distinction that you wanted to make with these that you can do? Yes. And I also think like if you're starting a meeting and you start with a super silly icebreaker, that's me. That is you. You are icebreaker lady. And I think that that is getting people warmed up for the work, but it's not embedded in the work. Exactly. By the way, do you want to hear my top three? Yes. And I think everyone needs to ask these questions in, not in order, but build these uh, icebreakers into your next set of meetings. One, what's your favorite thing to make? What's your favorite potato? Like how do you, how, what's your favorite way to cook a potato or okay. eat a potato? Okay. That one opens up like you would not. That is fascinating. Believe. You would not believe. 
You'd think it'd be one thing, and that's chips. Oh, right? I was like, why wouldn't you say French fries? Oh. And specifically truffle fries. Okay, those are damn good, too. Okay, the other silly icebreaker is what's the favorite, what's your favorite um, containment store or secondhand find? Oh, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And tell me a story about poop. Mine would be Wait, that was my, my $7 dance co. And I don't want to, I mean, I have to say, <laughs> I just don't know that I want to talk about poop. Tell me a story about poop is the best. And it was not mine. I stole it from someone else. Okay. Let's talk about okay, the next then. personality. The kinesthetic. Yeah. Moving. Yeah. People like that. Yeah, sports, running, uh, tennis, um, yoga, dance, anything with your body. Right. So how does that manifest at work? How do how am I a place? walking meeting? Yeah, the walking meeting yep. or let's take a lap, right? Yep. Like we're going to stop this meeting for five minutes and we're all going to walk around and move our bodies and maybe even do some things together. Yeah, like stretching or Tai Chi or you <laughs> make people do planks. <laughs> that Karina's was like plank it out. I was trying to master the one minute plank and I was so I just asked as many <laughs> I asked as many I started meetings with like who wants to join me for one minute plank and it was inter- it was fun I couldn't do it in a dress so I had to like change but it was yeah yeah it's harder to build this in and embed it in your work unless you're doing a walking meeting or yeah. something like that yeah. like you know I'm not going to be in the pool swimming and you know writing a letter but also somebody who is really a kinesthetic um playful they may really enjoy a customer service job where you're moving around the mm, yes whatever the store all day long I just picture that or um Barry and I just recently we were on the chain gang for our kids um football game and I was thinking those um, what are they called? Referees? Yes, those they, referees. They must love their job because they're out there scurrying around and they're, loving. Like, yep. that must feel like playful work to them mm-hmm. if they are this kind of person. It also can manifest itself in the, you know, doing a, something physically challenging team building activity, let's say. The ropes course. The ropes course or whatever. Course or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Okay. You yeah. getting it? You getting it, listener? You following us? You figuring out what we're doing here? And this is a big one for me, the kinesthetic. Yeah. It's a big one for me. Yeah. I know that about yeah. you. And you too, actually. I do. I love it. Mm-hmm. I love I love it. I also love the Explorer. In oh, fact, this really is you. Yeah. One of the websites that we will link to in the show notes has a quiz where you can figure out your own, ah, which I don't know if I recommend, but it worked for me. It didn't work for you because they identified me as my number one play personality is the Explorer. Which I think is right. Yeah. Yeah, I do too. Mm-hmm. Love to explore new places, gather new experiences. Etc. New information, different points of view. Yep, 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 yep. And I think that's why I really love the kind of work I'm doing now. It's all about trying to be creative and innovative in that workplace to solve whatever is getting in the way. I'm exploring, but I and I'm also yeah. exploring because I have new clients all and the time and new information and new situations because humans are endlessly yes, endlessly entertaining. I am not. I don't want a job. I, I you know I don't want a twenty year career of where I'm doing the same thing. Right. Some people might enjoy that. That is not playful for me, but that's also. Um, yeah, seeking out new information, et cetera. You're also an explorer. Yes, oh. I do like new experiences because I think it's, I like the way they make my brain feel. They yeah. make me, it feels like my brain is getting bigger. Right. And that's what I, I want, you know, I want, I do not want the funnel to be down. You know what I mean? Inverse funnel. Yes. No, you want the funnel wide. Yes, I do. You I want do. the funnel and your brain wide. wide. And so again, for me, why I love this work so much 
is that I get into a play state simply by doing my work. Mm -hmm. When I am doing, you know, interviews with people or observing a new workplace or new client, it is truly firing up and lighting up my brain. And again, back to that point we were trying to make earlier, I'm not talking about, you know, learning how to juggle here. Right. As, as an icebreaker in front of, you know, at the office, I'm talking about the very work that I do puts my brain into in a, a play, play state. state. And I have that occasionally, as I've discovered in the last month. As I have, have that occasionally. Yeah. I really do. Yeah. Um, but isn't that fantastic? Well, you just had one recently. I did. And do you want to talk about that? Well, let's wait till we get down well, further. We can skip in the, around. Okay, let's skip around and talk about that one next. We will not go in the order that Dr. Brown did, and I can be flexible. You can. <laughs> <laughs> so the ninth play state is the connector. Yeah. So Dr. Brown says that you love forms of social play, a good party, networking, maybe it's even a religious gathering mm -hmm. with people, a political rally, a barn raising. You don't have to be in charge, but there's this tribe or there's this community. Yeah. So at work last week, just last week, Sally and Debbie and I were discussing, you can imagine this, oh, the, yeah. the compelling topic of whether we should have paper stock certificates. I cannot believe that was a playful moment for you, but I and can hear it you. was yeah. amazing. Mm. We were all sitting around. Sally was going on a little treasure hunt looking for the Article 8 provision that she wanted to talk about. Debbie was thinking about how this was all going to work. And I'm over here trying to figure out, okay, what are the issues? It's like, how do we securitize it? How do we transfer it? How do we da 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 da, -da, -da? And I realized in that moment, the three of us were connecting mm -hmm. with the with some of the best things we have to offer the work together. Yeah. And it was fun and it was playful. And we engaged in that process, I think, longer than we even needed to because it was fun. Because it was lighting up your brain. Yes. And so that connection at work where we're all using our creativity and maybe what you're a little bit of that explorer yeah. into a social connection. Yes. Into the connector. Like I was like, this is super fun. Yeah. That's excellent. And it would it was completely different if it would have been completely different if you guys said, okay, next week on Tuesday, we're going to talk about this. So everyone go do your yeah, bring, bring, bring your article bring your, eight, yeah. bring this and we're going to figure this bring out. Your best ideas. There's sometimes we do that. But I just this this spontaneous. Yes. Can we think about this? And everybody kind of showing it was really fun. Yes. Yeah, so you, you did your work mm -hmm. and created a playful state along the mm -hmm. way. And of course, sometimes you do the other. But that's what's so beautiful about this is. You don't even know. Sometimes you don't know you're doing it. But so when you're listening to these things and you're observing yourself and you start your habit tracker like Kirsten did, <laughs> your goal is to identify not only what kind of a play person, like what kind of play you enjoy, mm -hmm. but like really listening to your heart and your mind about what is, when am I having the most fun? Yeah. When does this feel like I've lost track of time? Yeah. I'm experiencing pleasure. This is not, we don't have to do this in this way. We're yeah. choosing yes. to do this work in this way. Yes. Right? Yes. So it did. It really just felt like play. I've seen people um, do this when I'm, again, like thinking, why do you find mining for data so pleasurable or why oh do you find gosh. creating that beautiful gantt chart why are you taking so much time and energy you know why would anyone ever in a million years want to like do the work to redesign a website or i think about spencer my kid he's created this work around 
creating video and you know producing these things so it's, tedious it's it to me i feel like why would yeah so, so tedious, tedious. It, but for him it is definitely play that's right because maybe he's a storyteller that's mm-hmm. another play personality where you really love to immerse yourself in something like this or maybe he's the artist slash creator mm-hmm. Loves making things. Beautiful, functional, functional, just some kind of system. Gardening, cooking, whatever, yeah. music, you know, somebody who all of that stuff is play. The one that I, this is the one that I am reluctant to, to like out myself on, but the competitor, mm-hmm. right? You like the rules and you like to know how to win and you feel exhilarated and excited when you're competing, whatever it is. Like, yes. you know, we have a family wordle chat. <laughs> and this is what this is about, right? It's, There's yes. this competitive spirit. And I admit that, like, especially when I was a new lawyer, like understanding billable hours and how many hours and who gets to win the game. I mean, I did. I got so much pleasure out of just the numbers. You know, oh, wow, not the money so much as... The competition. Yes, and look at all that work I accomplished and this big sense of satisfaction. So I have played that competitive game with the numbers in my head. It's not where I live most of the time, but it is kind of fun for me. It is kind of fun. I would say the other two that we haven't mentioned, one of which I think is my my family would say, this is my favorite kind of play. Um, in, in addition to Explorer is the director. Mm. You enjoy organizing, planning, and orchestrating events. You love being the one in charge and planning uh, out others' roles, comfortable being the center of attention. This is so interesting because at work I think about Sean, mm. who's the person at our front desk who doesn't even really have the appropriate title because she is like the director uh, like a stage director of all of what happens in the office. She's an orchestrator. Right? And she also directs plays, seriously. Oh. And she teaches theater. Huh. And so I look at how she engages in play, which is she's teaching theater, she's in theater, she's directing a play, mm-hmm. and what she does at work, and they are so similar. And it, again, it's... It's categorized as play because it it lights up certain parts of her brain and it has this really positive physiological and psychological effect on her. And as we know, it furthers our survival slash success, right? Yeah. Like I'm sure like when she's at work, not everything is lighting up her play center sure. for sure. Sure. But I will say like these things, organizing, planning, orchestrating, taking charge, it's like it's her jam it's her jam yeah and the other one that i think is the least neither one of us are least prone are wait we didn't neither one of us really resonated <laughs> with you. this final type which is the collector yeah and it's like you find play in like gathering the most interesting objects or experiences like you might say i'm going to go to all 50 states you might like the fanciest you know newest tech equipment you might collect baseball cards whatever it is it's like you are a collector and i don't know if debbie at work experiences this as play it looks to me like she does but Uh i don't want to but i think she is a collector i think she loves having the forms, having the information, having the 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 finger on the topic, the article. Because I'll say to her something like, do you remember that lawyer we worked with seven years ago that helped us transfer that boat to a client? And she's like, 
give me five minutes. And it's like I have sent her on a like a treasure hunt. Because she has. She is just she like has after all of it. Because she's she will, collected yes, all of the information. And she will put whatever work she's doing aside so that she can go dig that thing out. Because she has collected it and she can access it. So I do. I'm going to check in with her about this. But as I was thinking about the collector, I was like, oh, my gosh. This is like Debbie's collector at work. Her play collector at work is how she like, you know, hoards mm-hmm. everything. Yes. That's all the information. <laughs> I love it. Thank you, Debbie. I love it too. And it's and it's cool. It's cool because I think obviously knowing what kind knowing how play can manifest itself in all of these different ways, how it looks fundamentally mm-hmm. different in adults than it does in children, and how beneficial it is to you, your teams, and your organization. To me, it's a really it's a really spectacular thing to just name. And and it's one of our three tenants. It's joy. Yes. It's joy, and it joy, may joy, even joy, be joy. Meaning. And it might and it even may be even ease. be ease. Right? It might be all three of those. Yeah. And it's it is it is something if you can do it well, you can have a, f- a profound impact on yourself and those around you. I don't want to end on a negative though, but I do think that being mindful of forced fun, that is the dark side of play. Yeah, awkward weird. We frequently create experiences for everyone on the team based upon our own play personality and it may or may not be working or you just pick one because you don't know what else to do yeah to pick something and then it, there are negative you know like then there's the downside you know that that actually does more harm than good so being acutely aware of your own so you can get all these benefits is great also being aware so that you can start to create an environment where people can express their own play personality through their work and in addition to their work is really where the sweet spot is yeah and so I would just like to end by revisiting the lesson that I learned from the sea squirt, <laughs> which is <laughs> you need to keep playing or you will eat your brain. That's <laughs> right. And my personal like takeaway is just bringing awareness. Yeah. And realizing how much play really is there and then engaging in some intentional play to see what that feels like. Yeah. Super fun. Super fun. Super fun, listeners. Okay. Okay. Excellent. Watch out for the social media. Yeah, watch episode. And I think Exciting. the next one we're going to dig into is meaning. I mean, we did Joy Now. Next episode, we're going to be looking at meaning. There's some new research that came out about how to how to create meaning at work, right? Yes. Oh, my gosh. That's right. Yeah. Okay, so next week on Crean and Kirsten Get to Work, two, or you, next two weeks, next bi-weekly, whatever that <laughs> is. Okay, that's enough, listeners. I've had it. Okay, have a great rest of your day. Thanks, Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Bye. Krina and Kirsten Get to Work is recorded and produced by yours truly, Krina Hoyer and Kirsten Barron. Find all of our episodes anywhere you listen to podcasts. You can also find us on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, on our website, or email us at yougettowork at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. (laughs) 